You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's news and insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 123. I'm Steve Burnham, ably joined by Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning. Nice and Steve. listeners, we have a, a treat. We have a new team member, David Ebden. Hello. Hello, David. David's uh, one of our tax technical experts that uh, members might be talking to over, over the helpline call every now and then. And uh, it's contributing to all our publications and other products very ably. So thanks for being here, David. An absolute pleasure, Steve. Now, we're looking at... Uh, you guys are going to talk to me about the black economy, which, which triggered my interest. I actually went to the Reserve Bank website, dug out their annual reports from a couple of years ago, looking at the note printing divisions section of that report. And interestingly, consistently, they report that the $100 note is the most common printed banknote in Australia, the most commonly... Uh, Common banknote in circulation, which surprised me. It's not in circulating through my wallet. Yeah, yeah, it's not very uh, often that you see one in circulation. I suppose uh, they are going somewhere, someplace. Bulging out of the back pocket of a tradie or something like that. But uh, anyway, it's an indication, there you go, of the black economy at work. It's it's surviving and thriving. And um, uh, the, um, who was it, the ABS uh, estimated that back in 2012, the black economy was worth about $25 billion every year. It was just, just mind-boggling. Yeah, it is. It is a very large number. And I think partly because of that, the uh, black economy was under the um, spotlight uh, by the government. So mm. there is a no well, so-called black economy task force, which produced an interim report just in March this year. Yep. And interestingly, we've seen some of the proposals from that report already announced in the budget, uh, such as uh, extra $32 million for the ATO for the next financial year to actually address black economy um, issues and also extending taxable payments reporting. Now, just a brief um, sort of, I suppose, my experience with taxable payments, what, what used to happen is... Um, Companies in construction industries they used to um, report payments to their contractors for services rendered uh, to the ATO. So there was a report. They have to do it every year, don't they? Yeah, they, yeah. they used to do it every year. They still do. Um, I guess the the stumbling block um, in that system was well, a lot of contractors actually sometimes they actually sell materials and the labor is just to um, install those materials and there was a large gray area and still is I, um, I think that you know how do you determine wh- whether your payment is for service or for materials oh, okay. and there was no clear guidance so this taxable reporting goes only so far in addressing the issue. It was a very apparent um, a few months ago I can't remember the name of the restaurant um, but they were found to be $26 million underpaying their staff. Oh, what a, um, um, let's not mention his name. He's, he, there's been a um, food poisoning outbreak at the similar restaurant chain, but uh, I remember that. Yeah, yes, it was, yeah, it was and there's every possibility that they could be paying, being paid with those $100 bills. Yes. <laughs> um, and, yeah, this is why the task force is trying to crack down on the reporting and... Yeah, yeah. But th- you mentioned, Dennis and David, that there was something in the last federal budget last week uh, that's tackling it? What, what are they doing? Yeah, the uh, the government's decided to give the ATO an extra $28 million over the next four years to uh, try and crack down on it, and they're hoping that the uh, revenue 
that comes out of this will be just shy of 410 million. Okay. Yeah. What what would they do? I mean, how would they spend that money? Would it be more tax offices hitting, you know, work sites or what, how do they spend the money? Is it, do we have a clue? Yeah, well, you know, there are a few initiatives going on as David just mentioned. The the funding is there for serious and organized tax crime. Yeah. So that's that's a unit that sort of looks at more sort of serious cases and there is a regular I guess um, compliance activities towards a smaller scale uh, tax evasion, such as non-reporting cash payments. Yeah, yeah. So there are lots of initiatives, and this this report by the Black Economy Tax Force is actually highlighted that the government has to use the whole of government approach, so to speak. Oh, yeah. That it's not just the ATO has to uh, that has to look at those issues, but other government de- departments, particularly in, proc- in procurement, you know, when the government sort of issues tenders. Oh, yeah. yep. And the the needs to um, uh, to change uh, behavior, the taxpayer's behavior, is also um, highlighted by the report. So we would be looking at sort of a lot of funding going through different agencies. In, There'd be auditing one. activity, of course, I suppose, on these building on the annual reports that you just mentioned, I'd well, imagine. Audit, auditing, data sharing, and behavioral behavioral initiatives. What sort of behavioral initiatives are we talking about? Is it like educational sort of push, or how can they uh, influence taxpayers' behavior? There is a talk actually of incentivizing businesses to use non-cash uh, payment methods to oh, actually right. putting some um, you know cookies out there, so to speak, that the businesses can get, and at the same time the you know, there is some recognition that the burden of compliance burden is too high. That's why the the black economy might um, sort of sprout oh, of course. in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's always a problem. So you're saying sort of using the carrot more than the stick in those. Yeah, uh, I think there is there is a recognition that that it it has to actually um, lean towards there as well because mm. because so far there was a subtle recognition that some of the previous efforts actually have failed, even even in this report that, um, you know, the sporad- sporadic pro- compliance activity didn't actually uh-huh. reduce the size of the black economy. They yeah. say historically that they've, uh, the practices have tended to focus more on the symptoms of the black economy rather than what's caused it. Okay. So there's a slight change in... Well, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. positive. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do they affect that though? What I mean, are they la- uh, identified the causes? I mean, uh, the overcompliance, as Dennis just mentioned, the burden of compliance is a, is a big mm. one, I'd imagine. And uh, there's the social aspect of it, of the exploitation of immigrants and other oh, things, which yeah. obviously coming over and working for less yeah. in cash drives. That's that's the thing. So, yeah, and the changes. Well, it's all tied in with the, the perhaps the changes to the working visa exactly. uh, regime and all and all that. Um, you can understand it's a very human reaction, isn't it? Like, a, here's a job for you. Hey, would you take cash? And the taxman doesn't have I to know. know. And everyone says, Oh yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that it's actually making a bit of a problem for all the rest of us down the track. Um, so what? Uh, the twenty twenty what million? Twenty three million? Twenty eight million? Twenty eight point two. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of money, but then again, it's not all that much, is it? It's, uh, no, no, not when you're looking at the expected revenue of 410. That's And the, the 410, especially going back to this um, summary, who was at the uh, Black, uh, Black Economy Task Force report that, as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, labels it about, worth about 25 billion. I mean, that's, um, that's big bickies. Yes. And we could all 
we could all benefit from having that in the revenue. Yeah, and um, yes, the you know the costs of devising the right incentives to counter you know those cash payments. Um, I mean, in the long term, they're expected actually to pay themselves off. You know. Yep. So. You know how how the government do will do it is you know we're yet to see obviously but they they actually hinted that something might be coming in by the mid year um, outlook. Oh really? Yeah. Um, yeah. This, during this calendar year. So. Um, What's we'll, the hint? What do they say? Well, the hint is that you know they'll try to minimize the cost of non-cash payments. I mean that that would sound something like the government together with businesses will have to do because okay. by the end of the day, every time you pay with a card, there is a transaction fee, yeah. and some cards actually charge higher fees than than others. So naturally, from economic point of view, businesses actually. Um, favor would favor cash more to a certain extent because yeah. they just don't have that same transaction fee imposed on them um, by the bank, the merchant's fee. It's, it's interesting, and of course, you got the bank levy, which is uh, everyone's reporting might put pressure on fee increases, perhaps in the near future. Who knows? But um, yeah, and the fee increases might be across the board. So mm-hmm. <laughs> paying by card actually might be more expensive <laughs> in the short term before it becomes cheaper in the long term. But, but so. as, as you mentioned, I mean, the whole of government approach. Hopefully, we'll go towards um, alleviating those those hiccups. Yeah, just one more thing with this, you know, with with this tackling the black economy, the re- the report focuses on data sharing and verification, etc. But you know, anonymity is seen as as a is as conductive to black economy. But you know, looking on on it from another perspective. You know, if 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 transactions lose their anonymity, then you can possibly you know track anyone anyone doing anything you know in terms of economic transactions that's that's a bit of a concern itself with, yeah. with digitization of government and all the agencies and the cross-referencing of information etc yeah course. cross-referencing so that's that's a bit of a worry as well in terms of security of your information well everyone's worried about that of course i mean that, that's half the time i suppose why people favor look favorably at cash transactions but uh, but still especially the proliferation of gumtree and all the other uh, you know, peer-to-peer. The sharing methods, economy. Sharing economy, all that. It's all hand-in-hand. Hand. All right. Um, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, David. Thank you, your Steve. inaugural Thanks, podcast, Steve. and you'll be back again. <laughs> and thank you, listeners. We'll be back next week.